0: Welcome to Straight Out of Savannah, Talking with Tammy, a podcast that showcases people you may not know who are choosing to use their gifts to inspire and move the planet. so much for joining us on straight savannah talking with tammy with my guest daniel jackson is here and he is an extraordinary young man and he's going to share a little bit about himself and what it is that he he does
1: daniel take it away well i'm uh, just surprised that you said i'm an extraordinary young man but okay i'll go for that uh (laughs) if you if you say so you're in charge here (laughs) (coughs) um my name is Daniel Jackson. I call myself a spirit medium. I don't call myself psychic, uh, I believe because a lot of uh, a lot of that is getting mixed up nowadays, especially with TV and movies. They want you to believe one thing when it's just totally different than what they say it is. Yes. Uh, I do get messages uh, from people if they're going to book a reading with me, if, as long as they make the intention to get the reading with me, then I, I start getting messages. But but i don't call that psychic i just call that being connected um have seen spirit my entire life ever since i was three yes. or four uh the house we lived in was haunted uh it was a haunted area because of a battlefield near my home um to the point where like uh my sister was getting ready for school one morning and her and my mom were in the bathroom and they looked in the mirror and when they did, there was, it was a full-length mirror. There was another woman standing in the mirror. She was co- dressed in a colonial outfit. Um, to the point, um, my sister had a record player. This is back in the 70s, because like I said, I'm old. And uh, you, you picked up the record, and then you hit this switch, and it would drop that record down. And when it did, it would play. Well, me and my brothers would be downstairs watching TV, and uh, that record would turn on upstairs for when no one's up there. And then what it would do, it would play different records. So if it was playing different records, whatever it was upstairs it was lifting those records off and putting other ones on. Um, till one time, uh, like uh, later on, uh, my, we, my mom and dad and I moved out of the house. Uh, we moved down to Delaware. My brother bought the house, crazy enough. And uh, he uh, had some friends come over to his house, to the house. And we had, a, there was a big picture window there and uh, they were knocking on his door, trying to get him the answer. And he wouldn't come to the, uh, to the door. And then they called him up and they said, hey, we're, we're knocking on the door. We see people walking around in the house. How come you're not answering? And my brother said, because we're not there. We're on a camping trip. So all the people he saw walking around inside of the oh. house were spirit. Yeah, they saw people. <laughs> uh, so then, yeah, we came down here to Delaware. And uh, my mom oh. and dad, were, they weren't seeing anything. Uh, but I was seeing stuff down here all the time uh, to the point where like once I, w- I, w- I used to play in a band uh, back in the 80s. So I had big hair and I had uh, a zebra striped spandex on all that crazy stuff. And um, I came home from a gig. And when I laid down in bed, uh, something kept laying down next to me in bed. And I felt the, the pillow move down everywhere. I still can remember it to this day. And uh, like three, happened three or four times, and then when I sat up that fifth time to look around, uh, whatever it was there, picked the blanket up and and brought it up to the ceiling and shook it above me, and then it dropped it on me. Uh, and then after that, I slept on the couch for two months because uh, I was scared, my like crazy scared. Because I was I was born cat uh, into ca- uh, being Catholic, uh, so we were told these were bad things. There were demons and devils and all that. Uh, Catholic. Yeah. Yeah, Catholic. Oh, boy. And uh, yeah, so uh, I was seeing things at that home all the time. (laughs) Uh, Had a girlfriend one time, one time, more than that. And uh, she was at the end of the bed and I was at the uh, uh, by the uh, headboard watching TV. And this big white thing about two feet thick and four feet long snaked its way out of the uh, of the closet and went halfway across the room and then they just disappeared. Um, I was seeing all kinds of crazy shadows there. Uh, I remember one time my grandfather was away and I was in his room laying on his bed and my sister had her little pet there. It was a ferret in a cage and it kept making noise and I kept sitting up saying, hey, knock it off, knock it off. And then one time I went to say knock it off and when I sat up, I saw my grandfather's chair rocking And uh, my grandmother who had already been gone for three years uh, was actually sitting in the chair rocking back and forth. And then she turned around and looked at me and I looked at her and then she just disappeared. And that was it. Now, did this scare you? You know, did it scare um, you at all? No, because I'll tell you, uh, after seeing it so much throughout my life, uh, especially growing up with it at a young age, uh, it didn't scare me. I just saw it so much. It just became normal um but uh yeah uh people always ask me that when you when you see all these does it scare you and you just when you see it all the time when you're experiencing it all the time uh, it just becomes part of your life um but yeah even after leaving that house uh i right i went to and a, did you have anybody that you could talk to about no that was the only thing i mean i would tell my friends uh, they all knew about it because I would tell them stories of all the things that I've seen. But uh even as I grew up and got older, I was I was still seeing stuff in every house that I went to. Um, all the way till I got to this house here. And it was right uh I was married again. I was right around my uh 50th birthday. My wife went away on vacation to see her daughter across into California and uh, when she left, that's when I started, started seeing everything that you would consider scary. Um, I was down in the basement and I saw my, my cat was down there and I said, come on, buddy, it's time to go upstairs. And he looked at me. He looked to his right and I looked to my left and I saw this wall of blackness just form in the middle of the room. And uh, when that happened, uh, a man walked out of it. And this man had this big wide rim hat on, his long coat, black coat. I could see his chin and his nose, but I couldn't really make out the rest of his features. And he walked across the room. And when he did, when he was walking, he didn't have any feet, but he had perfect stride walking. And he walked across that room and then he just disappeared. And then I started seeing other crazy things like, uh, like green and red mist was coming out of the wall, just floating out of the walls onto the floor. And these skulls were coming out of the walls, and they had red eyes and fangs. Uh, I was seeing these seven-foot skeletons walk around the room. Uh, I saw this. uh, I was in the bed one time. So
0: So what do you do when you see these things? Watch.
1: (laughs) I just watch. I just... When I saw that man come out of the of that wall. Because it almost sounds like a movie. It, sound, it looked like every scary movie that had ever been played was playing out in my house at that time. Uh, Yeah. Mm-hmm. It looked kind of crazy. And I was just watching Like when I saw that man come out of that wall of blackness, I just watched him go across the floor. And I was like, what's he doing? What's going on here? This was, yeah, I mean, what what else could I do? I, I I wasn't going to scream or anything like that. I just, you know, maybe I, I should have screamed like a little girl, I don't know. <laughs> I just uh, didn't know what to do except just watch because because every time I saw something, everything was always different when I saw it. It was always something different all the time. It, it never, never the same thing twice. Um, I used to see this, um, I would see this thing come out of the corner of the room when I was sleeping Uh, a cloud would come out of the room and uh, into the room. And some, one time it was red, one time it was gray, green, blue, uh, black, uh, yellow. And then it came through red with black stripes, blue with black stripes, green with black stripes. I just, I was seeing all kinds of stuff. Um, So then when my wife finally came home, oh, there was one time I was in bed, laying there, rolled over to see what time it was. And when I did, there was a little girl kneeling next to my bed and she had blonde hair, blue eyes and a a blue and white dress on. And, uh, but yeah, uh, when my wife finally came home, um, she told me about her adventures in California. And then I told her about my adventures here at home and, uh, and she's, she's a nurse. So she thought maybe because I'm (laughs) diabetic, maybe there was something wrong with my medication and, uh, but within a couple of days, she started seeing some of the same stuff as well. Um, so we, me being Catholic, uh, she was uh, brought up Mormon. We just, let's just reach out. And I said, we got to find out something about this, get some help. So I thought about maybe going, going to try to find a, a priest, maybe to do a exorcism, because that's what you do, you know? And, uh, but I couldn't find a priest that would come here. Uh, they didn't they didn't want to come here um and then um i reached out to a pair yeah the, the priests don't want to come here they don't want to mess with all that stuff they're afraid of that stuff and uh, the i had a paranormal group come here well they do so on tv well yeah because that's what that's what tv is all about because tv and movies are fake that's why that's why that's that's all bull crap there and uh But yeah, we had that paranormal group come out to the house. And I'll tell you, the only thing that's what's uh, disturbing for that was when they got to the house, they pulled up in their little van and they had their insignia on the side of the van. And I just thought to myself, I don't want to be this kind of famous, you know, because everybody's going to live around me thinking I got the Blair Witch Project going on in my house. And, uh, but uh, they came to the house that was my thought that was my- right because everybody's oh it's poltergeist i'm living next to poltergeist and uh yeah you are you are living next to poltergeist but uh i'm the walking poltergeist uh yeah so uh, these guys brought everything into their house these little boxes with wires on it and lights on it and they set them all around the doors and uh we were talking in the room, and. Uh, and I said, what are those things doing? They said, well, if you rub your hand on the couch here, it's static electricity. He put his hand over it, waved his hand. And then these little things just all lit up, all lit up. And I was like, oh, that's pretty neat. So then they said, where do you have a lot of the activity? I said, in the bedroom. And they said, all right, let's go in there. And I walked in there. And as soon as I walked past there, every one of these little boxes all lit up. They all And I was like, I was looking around like, what is going on? Why did it do all that? And they're looking at me with their mouths open like, huh? And I was like, yeah. So we go in the bedroom and talk for a little while. And then we leave the bedroom. I go out of the bedroom. And when I go out, all the little boxes lit right back up again. And I was like, this is crazy. What's going?" They walk through the room and nothing happens. But when I walk through past it, they all get lit up. And then this one lady, she was taking pictures, these digital photos, and she would take a picture of each member of the team, because there was four of them there, and then me with each one of them. And each time she took a picture of them, nothing. But every time I was standing next to somebody, or even by myself, there's like 15 or 20 light orbs that are completely surrounding me. And uh, I was like, what's with all that? And she said, well, as far as we know, they're people. And I said, so why do I got so many around me? And they were like, I don't know. We don't know what's going on here. So then um, they had this thing called an ovulus. And it's a machine that when energy comes into it, it spits out words. It's got this uh, vocabulary of like like 5,000 words. So they had me go in the bedroom. If This was all at nighttime. Pretend wow. I was sleeping. So I lay down. And when I go to, when I pretend to go to sleep, they come in with this machine and they turn it on. And when it, they turn it on, that's when it started going nuts from there. Uh, it's, it's, we had a conversation with this machine for 10 minutes. Uh, wow. they, they, they would talk and uh, all of a sudden the machine starts spitting out words. And it would say, it said in this computer voice, it said, Helen, Paul, Wendy, uh, Michael, uh, and then it started saying words like unique, energy, special, uh, crazy stuff. One time he even said the word road like a street it said road. And When he did that, a car went right past my house. And I was like, this is crazy, man. So then they started asking this thing some questions to see what would come through. And they asked a question and this one was crazy. They said, are you here to harm Daniel? And then all of a sudden it came right through. It said, no, we are not here to harm Daniel. We love Daniel. Daniel is special. Daniel is the light. And when it said Daniel is the light, I was like, what does it mean by that? You know? And they, st- they asked questions for like 10 minutes. <laughs> this went on for 10 minutes like crazy. And, and then they finally calmed down and they walked out of the room. I got up and I walked out of the room. And I saw my wife standing out there and I saw them all huddled up. And I was like, uh, I said, I said to my wife, what's going on? She said, I don't know. They're talking about something. I said, all right. Finally, they got done talking and they turned around and looked at me and I said, so what's going on here? And they said, we don't know, Mr. Jackson. I said, why? I said, well, usually that machine, we can get it to spit out one or two words, but it never says that many words. And I was like, okay. And they said, well, that's not the strange part. I said, what's the strange part? And they said, well, it said sentences. I said, yeah, I heard that. They said, it never says sentences. It never says full sentences. It only says words. Wow. Yeah, I was like, wow. you were like a case study. Well, that's what I thought. So... uh, at the end of it, I said, well, okay, what are we going to do now? And he said, well, we'll come back in two weeks with a big reveal, and we'll tell you everything, and it happens. And I said, okay. So uh, they said, just act normal, and we'll be back in a couple of weeks. We'll let you know. I was, okay, no problem. So uh, two weeks went by, and then three weeks went by, and then it had been a month. So I called them, and when I called them, the leader said, I said are you going to come back to the house and big reveal and he said no we're not and i said why not and he said i can't get the team together they all quit and i said why did they quit he said because they're afraid to come back into your house they don't want anything to do with this (laughs) they're afraid of your house and uh they don't want to come back i said well can you come back he said i don't i'm not too uh happy about coming back to your house either mr jackson And and i said so what do you mean they're afraid well he said we never get this kind of information from one house it always takes like 10 or 15 houses to get all this information not just one and i said oh okay (laughs) and he said yeah we, we just we don't feel it's safe enough for us to come in there and i said well that's not right i said you're the professionals you do this for a living correct he said yeah well we were doing it but they all quit so not anymore and I said, okay, well, <laughs> I said, maybe you ought to get into a different line of work because you're not helping anybody. You're sure not helping me. And uh, he said, yeah, I don't know what we're going to do at this point. So uh, after that, I, I went out and sought out some other mediums. And I, I got a hold of about five of them. Um, I talked with all five of them. None of them knew each other. And every one of them told me the same story about me. Uh, One in particular told me that uh, uh, she said, I'm a super bright white light that spirit sees me and they believe that I am the light into heaven. Um, So I said, "Okay." she said, well, you have an ability to see them. But the reason you're seeing so many is because they're coming to you. They see you and that's why you're seeing so many. I said, "Okay." I said, so what do I need to do about this? She said, well, I don't think you want it to go away, do you? And I said, no, because it's part of my life. I'm, I'm getting used to it, but I, I'm not too thrilled about all these skulls and skeletons and stuff. And she said, well, I think they're just testing you. I, I think they want to see what you're going to do with this. And I said, all right. She said, so you need to have a talk. You need to have a sit down and have a talk with God or the higher power, whatever you want to call him. I said, well, that's God. I, do, I believe in God. And uh, she said, well, you need to have a talk with him and choose if you're going to keep this or if you're going to push it away. When I said, push it away. She said, yeah, you can push it away if you don't want it. I said, well, I don't want to do that. If I could do something with it, like maybe help people, that would be great. She said, well, then I guess you got to have this talk. So my wife and I went home and talked about it. And then I went in my bedroom, turned out the lights, and I had a talk with God and told and him. How does I said, she feel about it? Um, She, uh, wanted some clarity as well there something some peace of mind or something because uh because there was so much going on in my house i mean we were doing everything that tv and movies said you should do i mean we were pouring salt around the house and putting crosses up everywhere because <laughs> you know that's what you that's what you're told on tv uh so but she wanted something to to turn yes. around to that point. it was driving her crazy it was driving us both crazy I mean, it went, this went on for like six months before we actually found out what was going on. And uh, so, yeah, I went in and had that talk. And the very next day, everything changed um, to the point within just a few months, uh, slowly, uh, all those crazy, scary things went away. The, uh, the green mist, the green and red mist went away right away. Uh, those skulls that I was seeing they started to fade away it went from like five to like three to two one they were all disappearing and then finally after a while uh, I just started asking for different things and, and they started coming up, coming through uh, instead of seeing the skulls I was seeing faces now Wow and I see faces everywhere uh, I see more faces in a day than any any uh, Paranormal groups is going to see in, in a year. I see it's for me now. It's if I'm in a dark room. It's like being in a room with a 1000 people, except nobody leaves and more people just keep coming in. Uh, I don't know who they all are. I just know they've passed away. Um, but all, things have also changed for me as well, like my my regular vision. Like if I look at your wall back there, your wall is white with that tiger on the front. If, even if I look at the tiger, uh, when I see that, you may see it in white and black and gray, but I don't. It's white, gray, black, gray, and blue. Everything that I look at with my regular vision has blue in it. I see energy all the time. It never goes away. I open my eyes, I see energy. Close my eyes, I see energy. Uh, it just It's always there. Um, I don't see the stars at night anymore. The stars went away uh, about three years ago. Um, When I look up in the sky at nighttime, all I see is a blue black sky, the moon. You see the place. Yeah, all I see is energy everywhere.
0: So what would you suggest to somebody that was having those type of um, visions and things that that you've seen? Like if somebody came to you and they said, you know, this is happening to me, and I'm seeing, you know, people and whatever, what would you say to them? I mean, because like you said, a lot of times you don't have anybody that you can talk to about that. So, what would I, be something that you would say? Um, uh, maybe to encourage them, or just to help them
1: trust. I I say, uh, I I found out by reaching out to other people um going out to see if there's like i found out there's these festivals that people have uh these uh, mm-hmm. light worker festivals i started going to them uh and then i met people there yes. uh and that's the best thing to do because all my friends that i had before they're all gone i have a couple of friends now because what people don't understand they are afraid of yeah. so uh i lost all those people but yes. by reaching out and going out to these festivals i met new people i ended up meeting like these uh this one woman yes. and she you found some community. oh yeah she put this group together It was all mediums and when i first showed up there i was like oh i got this going on got this going on and they're like oh my god your energy is so bright you gotta step back and and uh and uh, i was like okay okay no problem and and then uh, but after we did that for about a year uh and within a year uh they i went from asking them questions all the time to by the end of that year, they were all coming to me for answers uh, because I, the, of where I get my answers from. Um, but for anyone else, I, I really want them to go out and reach out and find their people. Google it, uh, try to find these, uh, these things that are going on. Uh, get on uh, on Facebook here and try to find some of the podcasts that have some of these people as well. And, uh, and talk to them just to, because we're all people. We all come from the same place. We can all go back to that same place if we choose. But, uh, but uh, the only way you're going to find your people is by going reaching out because otherwise you're going to sit there and feel like you're going crazy all the time and no one wants to feel like that. Yes. Because we all feel like that at some point.
0: <laughs> yes, that is so real. Yes. Yes,
1: especially if it's new.
0: new, is what I'm finding, you know, if it's new to you, you know, if you haven't had these type of experiences before, because for me, I used to see people, I used to laugh when I, when I watched that movie with, um, what's his name, I see dead people.
1: Oh yeah, I'm like him except growing up you know um uh the sixth sense
0: bruce willis bruce willis
1: yeah the sixth
0: sense yes yeah. when i saw that and, and i remembered you know because even as a child i would see people and it was weird to me it's, even when i think back on it it's still weird but it was really weird as a little girl
1: sure you don't understand it at that point
0: and uh i would see i would like say if i well if i say if i like saw you you know like if i saw you and then all of a sudden i look at you and it's like all of a sudden I would see you in the casket and it was really weird because I would see the people exactly what they had on so like if they had a, a black suit on or whatever I would see them in the casket just like that and sometimes it wasn't even people that we knew were sick that was a weird right. part now if it was right. people that were sick sick that's so different thing but I would see this and I saw this for years and I I talked to my grandmother about it because she was really she was my person And she said, "Um, you just need to pray for those people. Because like I said, she was a pastor, preacher, teacher, evangelist, prophetess type. And she also was open to energy and the law of attraction and all these things, you know, before she uh, transitioned. But she would say, you know, just that means you just need to pray for that person. Because I said, should I, am I supposed to tell them? And she said, you have to ask God if you need to tell them. She said, because sometimes they're not going to receive receive it and sometimes it's not for you to tell them right so that was that was you my cue but I would I would see this and after a while I just got to take that away because I was like this is too much for me (laughs) I cannot handle it I said I don't want to see these I don't want to see this anymore and so for years I didn't and then I got to a place where you know it's transition opened up in different ways for me now so that's yeah but that was something I, I you know had as a little girl you're like what the world (laughs) because the weird thing is is half the time you know would be like family and i would go to the funeral with my grandma because because i don't know i think she was a resident funeral board we went to all the funerals (laughs) i went to a lot of them that's funny so we would go to these funerals and right and i would see the people exactly as i saw them in the casket with whatever they had on you know like Mm -hmm. i had an auntie she passed and she, in, in the, the vision, I saw her with a white suit on. Now, I'd never seen that white suit, so it wasn't even nothing I knew, but I saw her in the vision with the white suit on and I'll be doggone if that's what she had on in the box. And I was like, oh my God, here we go. <laughs> you know, and it was just so weird for me, you know, and, and I know that uh, there are probably people watching us that may have had experiences like that. You know, it's so what would you say?
1: everybody. To- I think it's weird for everybody because we are yeah. taught that it, it's supposed to be weird. We're, we're taught that it's not supposed to be normal for us to do this. Right. Exactly. Yeah, because exactly. The, we're taught that these people so are, are imaginary friends, that type of thing. Yeah.
0: Yes. Yes, that, and that was real because I actually had, uh, my daughter had um, some sisters that were her imaginary friends. And she had like vivid experiences with them. I mean, they had like whole stories and stuff. And and you know what's wild is I never I never discouraged.
1: No, them. yeah, I always tell people all the time, that, don't discourage them. You know, because they them, yeah. actually they were distant.
0: No, I didn't. I, I allowed her to you know have that. And, and you know, my grandmother said those were her guardians. She said they're her guardian angels. And so, but they had a whole story. And I remember the last time she said she talked to them. Because I would ask her, you know, have you seen, uh, I can't remember the names now, but she would say, oh, you know, they blah, blah, blah. And then one day she said, I said, well, have you um talked to them? She said, no. She said, they went to Africa with their dad because their dad was a minister. <laughs> and she said, they went to Africa with their dad. And I was like, oh. oh, okay. You know, and she was just, she would have these whole, you know, conversations and everything with them. And it was just the neatest thing, you know, and I was never that type of mom where I said, you know, you know, those people aren't real, don't talk to them. That was never anything that I did. So I just, and nobody told me, but I just kind of embraced the woo in my kids, you know, and she would just, she would have these full-on, you know, conversations with these girls, you know, and it was, I thought it was kind of.
1: Yeah, that would be kind of cool to have. Sure. Mm -hmm. we should should do that we should do that with kids we should we should have them embrace this we should teach them that this is okay we if we did that for everybody we would all be okay with life and death as as it is
0: yes yes that is so real that's the thing it's like instead of being afraid you know and it took me years to get to this place you know instead of being afraid i actually had a discussion with my husband said you know I said, I'm not afraid of that. I'm not. No, I said, because I knew you... that it's just a transition.
1: Yeah, you're just leaving this place and just going to another right. place. Right, but you, you
0: th- but think about how many people are, especially. Our, I was gonna say, especially our age, though.
1: Oh, you yeah, know, they're I, all afraid.
0: I think our our age group is like super afraid <laughs> of death. But the but the but the thing about it is, our age group is dying. Yes. We're dying left and right. I have so many friends in their fifties that are not with us anymore. And some even in their, in their mid to late
1: forties
0: and the late fifties, the early sixties, you know, we're dying. And and I, you know, I have made it my mission to, you know, help people and find out what it is, is causing us to die. And the one thing that I've come to with my studies is we are stressed the fuck out.
1: We we are we do stress stress ourselves out like crazy and over dumb stuff.
0: That's what I was gonna say. Over nothing, you know, and and I laughed because I told um I had to tell this girl at my job. I said, you know, I said, they're like stressing me. I said, but they don't know. I will quit this job before I will allow them to stress me out.
1: Oh, this is not that serious. Yeah, because people are dying
0: left and right in our generation and I'm gonna make you laugh so my mom my mom's 71 and she said to me one day I was asking her how she was doing and stuff you know because I try to reach out to them and make sure they're good because I'm on the west coast and they're all on the east coast. My mom's actually in Savannah and so um I was asking her I was like well how y'all doing you know this and the third and she said she said I'm fine she said we're good she said it's y'all that's dying (laughs) (laughs)
1: that's funny
0: I thought she's right. She is right because if you look you look at it I remember um when it, it really hit me was I don't know if you you um watched tv at all but Christoph St. John was an actor that played on The Young and Restless and uh, some other stuff too but he was really famous for The Young and Restless and then uh Lee Perry who played in 90210 and then John Singleton who was a, a director and he directed Voice in the Hood and a whole bunch of other stuff. But they all died like within a week or two of each other. And they were and all, all between like 52.
1: Yeah, all young.
0: And 55?
1: Yeah. Maybe 52 and 54.
0: Yes, all young. And all had money. Yeah. So what that told me was it's not money. It's not no. money. And no, then when I mean, you look do up, do. you see uh DMX at 50. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And then whatever the digital underground guy at fifty four or whatever, and I was like, something is wrong. You know, it's trauma and stress.
1: We do. We stress ourselves out, but you gotta know when it's your time to go. it Just is. We have a.
0: However, that we also help that too. Yeah, you can
1: help that by. uh... You uh, you can we
0: push it you, sometimes with the trauma right. and the stress.
1: Yeah, because you uh, you have some control over the quality of your life, and we could help that if we controlled our yes. quality a little bit better. But we don't. We uh, we stress ourselves out so much. You're just doing it to yourself. I mean, I know people that that
0: allow their kids to stress their own kids oh, to stress yeah. them out to the point that it killed them.
1: Yeah. Crazy. Right.
0: And I'm like, no, no, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing it. I'm not, right. No, no. I've already, I <laughs> I told my kids, I said, I've done my time.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: <laughs> I've done it. You know, now you are grown and you're not going to throw shit back off on me
1: oh, you know, no. because of what, oh.
0: how you feel like I raised you or something crazy. Now it's your responsibility. But I know people that they, they allow that stuff. And I actually had a friend that she got sick and she had um, found out she had lupus. And then right after that, she found out she had like th- uh, cancer of the pharynx. Wow. And she had these kids that were grown that were stressing her the hell out. And then even though she was at the place where she couldn't even work and all this stuff, they were still calling her and asking her for money.
1: Oh no. How do you do that
0: to your mom And you know, she's, yeah. So she ended up dying. And she was only 40, I think,
1: 44, 45. Because people are and rude.
0: when I sat them. down, that's what I'm saying. And I, I sat down and I actually was asking Spirit about it because that thing hurt me so bad, you know, because I did everything I knew to try to help her, you know, to move from that place and all, all that stuff. And so I asked Spirit, and Spirit was like, you know, those kids, those kids killed her. She didn't have to die.
1: Yeah, you know like, the only wow. way you can you, uh, change that is you have to do she that. She allowed too. that. Yeah, you got to want to do that yourself. You got to want to change yourself. It's like if you were to talk somebody who's an alcoholic, you could tell them, "I'll take you to classes and I'll and I'll help you out as much as I can." But until that person decides to stop drinking, there ain't nothing you can do about it. It's going to change that.
0: No, you're exactly right. You have you have to make up in your mind. Yeah. make a decision is what i tell people i say you got to make the decision i cannot help you make the decision i can present you with the tools you know i can share you know all kinds of observations but you're the one that has to make the decision that you want to change
1: yeah if you want to get a negative people out of your life i don't care if it's your your mom your dad your brother your sister your best friend your so-called best friend if you have all these people who are not helping you in your life who are always dragging you down and not being a, a force of uh, positivity and you vice versa with them. But if if you're not if they have these people in your life, they're only in your life because you allow them to be in your life. And if you if yeah. you don't want them in your life, you got to get rid of them. I don't care if it's your mom or dad, it doesn't make a difference. If they're being negative to you all the time, you got to get rid of them. And the only time they come back into your life is because you can't blame them, it's because of you. You let them come back into your life. You have to decide. You don't want this anymore. And yes. a lot of people just, they can't seem to do it. Oh, well, it's my mom. It's my family. So what? There's nothing in a book that says you've got to they have it. They
0: say, them. that's my mama. That's not son. So.
1: Yeah. So what? It, Your, that is is a what shit. Your mom is a piece of shit. Yes.
0: That's exactly what mm-hmm. I say. I said, I'm not going to have toxic people in my life at all. Period. Dot. Ooh. Dot. Two dots. No toxic people. <laughs> I don't care who they are. Two dots, <laughs> because you because if you think about it, that toxicity just just seeps into you, you yeah. know, and it begins to eat at you and destroy you, Yes, you know, so, so in order to um, be self-preserving is what I say, because I told somebody, I said, I used to feel selfish when I wanted to get toxic people out of my life. And this was even before I got to this point where I am dead serious. When I tell you boundaries are are up, dead serious. I'm not having anybody toxic in my life. I don't give a shit who you are.
1: <laughs> yeah, because I'll tell you when you have those, yes. negative... and
0: that's you know. But I had to get there, and that was a decision. I had to...
1: Yeah, when you, when you get when you get to that point, because if you have those negative people around you, and then it causes you to be negative, then you're gonna have one yes. of these negative energies that didn't cross over into the light, remained here, and it's going to try to find you and attach itself to you and be around you and then suck your energy off of you and then give you some negative energy to turn it right back around and turn it into a vicious circle. And then when it's time for you to pass, you see that light, you go, nope, I don't want to go in there because I like being this negative person. And you're going to stay here and turn into one of those things too. It's going to come right back around in one big giant circle. Wow. Wow. And that is so real.
0: That is so real. It's almost yep. like it's almost like a, a toxic loop.
1: Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: It's like a
1: toxic loop. And the only person who's in control of that is you. You have to decide whether or not you want to be in that loop. I always say uh we create our own storms, but then we cry when it rains all the time. Because if you're making, if you're putting that negative energy out, you're creating that drama. And then you're just getting that drama back and you're wondering why, oh, how come I keep getting flat tires all the time? Or how come I I keep spilling my coffee? Or how come, because if you're putting shit out, you're going to get shit right back. That's all. So, yeah. But people don't see it that way because they're they're so negative all the time. They can't. That is so real. And the thing is, is people don't realize that. Yeah, you could write that down and use that if you wanted to. You know I am. <laughs> I'm going
0: to actually use it when I post this video.
1: If Good you're for you. shit
0: out. Awesome. Then shit will awesome. come back in, right? Right.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Put my name right next to that.
0: And then I like the one about creating the storms and then crying when it rains all the time. I like that. Because
1: yep. people do it. Because they, they cry, cry, cry. That is, that's they, powerful. They, because the thing is, are
0: people, people are so, that's what I was going to say. They whine about everything.
1: Yeah, they do. They, and they, or they think they're entitled to everything.
0: Whine about everything and they don't want to make the changes
1: that they need to make. Oh, no. God, yes. Entitlement Probably. is something. Because they're, because they're narcissistic, narcissistic. They want everybody else to do it for them. And they want to blame everybody else for their problems. Because people in this world, they just, you know. Don't so care. what do you
0: see as the solution to that?
1: Change. Uh, because my thing is, the problem in this world is, we need to stop segregating ourselves from ourselves. Stop, stop segregating everybody in this world. We, we are all, uh, we may be, we all may look different. You know, we may have a different color skin or different religion or different background but we're all people we're all we're one race of people we're a human race we all live on this same planet no one is going anywhere anytime soon and we better start to get along with each other before we annihilate each other because that's what's coming if we don't turn this shit around yep write that one down too (laughs) because this world is crazy right now. But you know, this craziness needs to happen in order for a big change to happen. We need something that's going to change this world. And it needs to be something big. So there's going to be, you know, like, life is not meant to be easy. If it was meant to be easy, what would be the point of living, you're not going to appreciate it. So in order for big change to to come, there's going to be some big shit that's going to come along with it first before that change actually happens.
0: I I I truly believe that this pandemic was the beginning of that. I oh,
1: absolutely, it. absolutely. I, do. I believe it came for a reason. No, be, it came for a purpose. Yeah, be, before the pandemic came, uh, I do something also uh, called channeling. I didn't know what it was in the beginning, but now we I had know signs. It yeah. And, uh, we were, I was channeling with my wife and, uh, we got a sign. They told us that, uh, the virus was coming and they told us about the, uh, first stock market crash. And they told us this two and a half years before it even came. And when I was doing this festival circuit, uh, doing readings for people, I was telling some people about this to how to prepare and what, what to look for and all the signs. And we did all that. And, uh, when the pandemic happened, uh, I got like 20 text messages that said, "Oh, we're so glad we listened to you, uh, Daniel, because you were right about every little thing, right down to the last detail." I said, "Yeah, no," and then, uh, and then I got 20 more text messages from people saying, "Oh, I wish I would have listened to you. We thought you were crazy. We didn't, you, we didn't think you knew what you were talking about." And uh, I said, "Well, you're gonna listen to me now, aren't you? Because uh, they told us in the very beginning, uh, through spirit, that this problem was." <laughs> They you hear me now <laughs> yeah yeah they told us in the beginning that this problem was not going to last a year they told us this was going to last for seven years oh jesus yeah yeah How long in other words it's going to be about five years. years yeah about five and years. you know the
0: wild thing is five years,
1: five years. years? Five years of shittiness and then two years of coming out of that and growing to be better people. But it's still going to be bad.
0: So five years of shittiness and then two years.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I've grown. Yeah. Two years of coming out of it and growing and trying to be better. That sounds
0: about right. You know what's wild is. You know what's funny is that, that sounds so perfect because somebody actually asked me about that. And I'm not one that does a lot of forecasting because that's not my area. I'm, I'm more, um, empowerment and things like that. Um, however, somebody asked me about this and I, they said something about, oh, well, you know, this year was going to be better, blah, blah, blah. And I said, well, no, nope. here's the thing. I said, I don't feel that. I said, nope. I feel like this is going to last for a little while that's what i yep. said now, i didn't give years or anything like that but i said i believe this is not going to be over like they think and it's not a magic
1: you're not going to have a magic pill no magic shot that's going no to not right a magic away. shot either i ain't taking that magic shot either yeah and that
0: was that was that was what i said yeah i hadn't taken it either
1: <laughs> no ain't gonna ain't gonna no ain't, ain't happening
0: that's that's another story in another (laughs) life
1: yeah they can they can try to ridicule me all they want to I still ain't taking it I don't I don't go by that peer pressure crap yeah
0: and you have a right to because it's your body yeah you know that's the thing you you know it's your body you have a right to and uh yeah so nobody should even be able to do that because I I saw some people that took the shot that they still got got the virus so yeah my
1: for? sister-in-law got the got the uh, got the vaccine and three weeks later she got COVID yeah mm-hmm.
0: yeah so we you know so so what you know what did it what is it then oh now you got to get a
1: booster right you, gotta a, yeah, you no, got to no. get you got got to no. get two shots a year yeah. and a booster <laughs> on top of that and then you want they want you to do that every year Mm, 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 no and they want you to go back to where even if you got this shot they want you to go back to wearing that mask too Mm,
0: yeah and And where i work at um now we were testing every week oh man and now we're testing every month and yeah and i had to do quite a few tests because i work on the weekends now Think. The Lord and soon, not even that. Um, but I I actually have to do the testing. So I tested like I think 10, 12 people. And I told him, I said, Well, I said, if you if you don't come back positive, then then you know, I'm not gonna come up here and tell you.
1: Right.
0: I said, but if you I said if you come back positive, then I'll I'll come back and tell you because you know you gotta get up out of here. I said, but you know, if you don't, if you didn't test positive, then notice you were negative. You know, I said, because you know. A, mm-hmm. because I, 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 have a upstairs and downstairs building that I, that I um, supervise. And so I was like, okay, you know, and everybody I tested, I think they had tested one or two people downstairs, but everybody else was upstairs. So I said, if you didn't hear, you don't hear from me, then you're negative.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's the best way to do it.
0: And so far, you know, all the people that I tested were negative. though so, exactly. Even though they were like, they say that it's on the rides here where I live live at and all this stuff and they're still they're talking about going back on another lockdown and all that so I don't know really what's going yeah. on with that.
1: It's it's they are saying it. they are the ones who are in control of everything.
0: Right. Exactly.
1: Yeah. So do you, you do any type of They need to shut the hell up. That's go what ahead. they need to do. <laughs> I'm with you all the way with that.
0: Yeah. So do you do do any type of uh courses or training or anything with people that um have these gifts because i could see you having like like a university or something i mean you know or uh, like a an academy maybe
1: no but what i do is a uh, spirit tends to send me these people whenever i'm doing readings for people <clears throat> or like if i do a live mm-hmm. thing i do on facebook <clears throat> I do. I get a lot of people come in, and I I let them know that they have a gift because they tell me about stuff, and I go oh no. Or sometimes they just come in, and I go hey you got a gift. And they go oh how'd you know that? Well you're talking to the medium. That's how I knew that. Uh, but uh, yeah, they tell they bring me these people all the time. <laughs> but what I do is I don't I don't want to charge nobody to help them with that. So if they have a gift, then I tell them they you know give them my email address or my telephone number and just to get a hold of me, and then I will like walk you through it until you can be on your own doing it on your own or if I can mentor somebody I'll do that but I I don't want to charge anybody for that because this is something that we were also given as well I mean you're not really given it it comes through with your soul every time you come back into the world and you have to come you have to be in this body and it just comes through with your soul each time you just happen to wake up at different times yes. somebody else is waking yes. up that's all but uh but to, I mean, yes. I wanted I so badly wanted someone to find to help me with this. And I found some people, uh, but I, I did find some others who wanted to charge me a lot of money. And I just walked away from those because, I mean, you know, <clears throat> we're born with this. This should be something we should. help There, each there are always those. <laughs> yeah, we, we should help each other throughout the world anyway, just because we, why? Just because we can or we should. So uh, if I come across people that need some help with it, I just offer the help. And some of them come to me and some of them don't. And the ones that don't, I mean, there's nothing I can do until they decide they're going to figure it out. But uh, I try to help as many people as I can with that just because I want to, and I want them to get on the right path as well.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. I just invited you to a group that you might want to come in. It's a creative, I think it's creative dealing or something like that. It's an amazing community and they, they encourage people to,
1: you know, share their gifts and stuff like that. Oh yeah, I would love to find. Uh, that's another thing. So I mean, I've have, I've I have joined a couple like, oh of God. them. <clears throat> I've joined a couple of them online, but they never. You you get in there for a couple of weeks, and then you find out that they're all like crazy stuff, and then they start trying to mix mix religion into it as well. And I just tell them, no, you, it's 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 different than religion. Spirituality yes. is different. Yeah, I've
0: had that experience as well. Yes, it is because to, to me, to be honest, um, I actually went to minister school and all this stuff. I've been in religion, you know, spoon fed from a child, all that, but I just really truly believe that God is so much bigger than that. Oh yeah. And, oh, yeah. you know, they, they, they used to say all the time, um, take God out the box, take God out the box, but they put him in the box. Yes, you know, do. so I believe that spirituality is taking God out the box.
1: Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, you could take him out of the box or you know, take, him really the at take him
0: out of the box. Take him out of the book Exactly. Take him out of the yeah. box, take him out the book.
1: Yeah. All of that. Yeah, because he was <laughs> here unless, because the book
0: I am gonna make you laugh. laugh. So I actually Exactly, he's the creator. You know, he, he's the yeah. creator. And I um I had an experience where i think i was 2012 i was in south carolina and i heard this spirit say to me it's time for you to leave this place and so i was like okay and you know first i didn't know what that meant i didn't know what i needed to do but i just went with them. and i just you know after that i began to get instruction and i had one of my cousins reach out to me and say you could come out here with me you know and stay, stay with me um, in arizona and i was like wow okay my kids were grown. I was divorced. You know, I didn't have nothing, you know, there. And so, and I heard this and I was like, okay, well, I said it to some of my friends and some of them said, God wouldn't tell you to do that. God wouldn't tell you to leave, you know, where you were and with your friends and your family, of people and all this stuff and go someplace where you don't even know hardly nobody. And and you uh, don't have a job and all that kind of stuff. God wouldn't tell you to do that. I said, really? I said, because he told all those people in the Bible to do it. So he's not doing it yeah. no more. <laughs> I mean, was that a one time thing? You know, he told Abraham to leave his leave his family and you know go to a land he was going to show him and he would make his name great and make his make his descendants, you know, greater than the number of sands. I said, so he don't do that no more. It ain't that same God. <laughs> because I, I went, you know, I left and I didn't have a job, I didn't have, you know. I had an astronomical car note is what I had. And, you know, and I actually like paid my car note up about two months before I left. Because I knew I was going and I knew I was going without a job and I knew I needed a car in order to get around and all that. So anyway, long story longer, just like you said, I lost a lot of people because I listened to God right. and moved. And when I did, it was such an amazing time for me because I wasn't looking for a husband, but God knew I needed one. And when I moved out to Arizona, he sent me one and I was like, wow. And so that was another source of some of the people that were in my life. You know, I I started seeing jealousy and stuff. And I couldn't figure that out either because if you were with me and we're supposed to be, you know, friends and all this stuff, and you've been in my life for years and you've seen my struggle and you've seen you know the things that i've been through why wouldn't you be happy for me you know why so i was like you know that's fine i said that's fine you know because i was like we're not going in the same directions and if you can't be happy for me because if something like that happened to you i would, would be happy for you because i know your journey as well you know so you don't really
1: lose anybody case
0: you the know, exactly and the thing is Is you just like you said, you begin to find community, you know, and you begin to find your people and people that get you and understand, and you know that you can and talk to about some of these things, and and actually, you know, are not closed minded because that is the thing. No,
1: they they relate to you. They you they get what you're talking about. They don't question anything that you. They just want to find out more information for themselves, but they don't question you on things. They're not afraid of anything because they've all been through it too. Yes. Yes.
0: Because do you, don't you find that fear is like running rampant?
1: Oh, absolutely. Well, the government is trying to put as much fear into our hearts and our minds right now as they can. And they use that because they, they put this fear out there so they can have control and power over people. That's all. They want you to feel this way. Yes. But they, they want us to keep on doing what we're doing because fear makes money.
0: that's what i was going to say and that's not new the thing is is i talk to people all the time and i'm like look at look at history that's not new it's not new
1: same thing it's just you know there's nothing
0: new under the sun it's not new
1: no they keep putting the same narrative out there all the time they want us to believe in it and and same thing what they're doing right now with the pandemic again when people got comfortable this summer and they, and they became unafraid of everything. Now they're going to bring it back into it because now they want you to be afraid again.
0: Yes, that is exactly right. It's like, okay, you know, here we go again. And (laughs) yeah, I I laugh about it because now the, facility I work at, they have decided now they they're opening the doors because at one time, you know, we were shut the doors and and then people could come visit their people, but they had to make appointments and all that stuff. But now they've opened the doors and even the visitor policies are not even I don't even know what they mean to be honest
1: with you. No, neither do I.
0: It's it like, So they can come in and they said they, they can come in, but they can't spend the night, but then but then we don't have hours we don't have visiting hours, you know, and I'm like, what does that even mean? You don't have hours, but you don't want them to spend the night, but we can't say they can't, right? Okay, so I told my my um, administrator, I said that sounds like double talk.
1: <laughs> I is. said that's double talk. That is confusion and misdirection. Keep you, keep you, know, your, you, you know, and then you, then you want me to enforce on.
0: that? Keep enforce what? There's no rules,
1: right? Right. I was like, there's no rules. And they don't want those rules what is, they want the, to be, what is?
0: what are you talking about?
1: They want to be able to they don't make be, up the rules as they go along.
0: Yes. And that, that was funny because I actually had a family member that said that to me. Oh, so they told me I, I could stay till eight last night, but now tonight, because it's the weekend, I can only stay to seven. I said, look, I don't make the rules. <laughs> I don't make the rules. I'm just telling you what was told to me to tell you, you know, I don't make them. It ain't my thing you
1: know? <laughs> yeah, this is, this is another part. All right, of so this is, we're going to probably get ready to us against each other.
0: Yes, exactly. Exactly. So we're going to get ready to shut this thing down. Um, any last words that you have to say?
1: Uh, about anything go out there and try to fulfill your purpose. Uh, your purpose is very simple, the easy to do. Uh, God made it simple for all of us to do. It's not about the uh, using your ego and make it uh make it something more special than someone else because no one is more special than anyone else we're all the same we all came from the same place we're going back to the same place if you choose to unless you want to remain here as an earthbound spirit you don't want to do that anyway but it's up to you but uh your purpose is is we are here to help each other but we're here to help each other just sake of helping each other because not because we just because we can and just because we should, you know, but it's going to be a physical thing, too. So someone is it's not just opening a door and saying hello. Someone's going to come up to you and need your help. And it's up to you to use your free will to decide if you're going to do that or not. Just decide in a good way to and help. help everyone that you can. Yeah. Just go out there and be helpful to each other and stop. Oh, here's a big one. Stop judging each other. When you see somebody in front of you and you're about to judge them do yourself a favor and think to yourself and take a self inventory of yourself and then think about all the crap you got going on in your life and then think about that person in front of you probably has some crap going on in their lives too and just let it go bite your tongue and walk away because no one has the right to judge anybody i don't care who you think you are uh you you don't because Uh, Even God doesn't judge us. You know, we judge ourselves a thousand times a day. Why does he need to do it once more? Because he just doesn't. If he's not going to judge you, why are we judging each other? Because we shouldn't. That's why we need to let that shit go because it ain't helping nobody.
0: That's exactly right. I I cannot agree with you more. I mean, I believe that, you know, and I still say stuff like this all the time and people look at me and I say, well, The Bible does say, judge not lest she be judged. Right, so then- I said, them, so I truly believe in treating other people. Right, so that, I, I truly believe in treating other people like I would want myself treated. Right. You know, and I, and even even in my work with, you know, like where I work at, I believe that I treat those elderly people like I would want somebody to
1: treat my grandparents. Yeah. You know? And Hopefully I just that'll, believe that'll if happen. we could do that, yeah, wow. hopefully they'll treat us when we get that old. I mean, I'm already halfway there now, more than If we would do that,
0: down. even yeah. just anywhere in life, you treat <laughs> you treat people like you want to be treated. Yes. Treated, and then I believe that this whole world would be a lot better, you know. And and yes. you know, like if you wouldn't treat yourself that way, then why would you treat somebody else that way?
1: Yes. If we if we if we even just you know, and do you, you want to be judged? Then, then why would you would judge other, other people?
0: Yes. Yes. And and it's wonderful because the thing is, is when you start to get into that place, it's like, you'll, you'll get, you'll get, um, it's like when you start feeling like you're being judgmental, then you'll get this little thing right there saying, Hey, are you judging that person? You know what I mean? It's like, um, like a trigger almost. Yeah. You know, you'll get this thing like, okay, you know, it was being judgmental, you know? And then you'll begin to actually really see, it's like, it'll open your eyes and you will begin to see that, yes, this is what you were doing. I don't care what you call it, but that's what it is. You know, and that is, that's, that's, that's powerful.
1: Yeah, we all need to open our eyes and look at each that's other powerful. and go, you know what? I'm All right, well, share movie. with the
0: people. Yeah. Yes, because really, if you think about it, we're all staring in a mirror. Right. You know, we're all staring in a mirror. And once we realize that, then I believe it will change people's perception and everything. Because you think about, I'm looking at you, you're looking at me, you know? Yeah. So um, share with the people where they can connect with you. If they want to get in touch with you, or they want to have a reading or even a conversation, For because sure. that's what I tell people. I say, you know, I'm open to conversation.
1: Yeah me too. I mean it doesn't so just have to share be a with reading where sure. they
0: can connect with you. The best
1: <clears throat> Sure, they yeah. can find me uh if they want to get a reading or just have it a. Uh, if they need some spiritual advice to go on with their lives. Uh, I can get I can get all those answers for them. Uh, and they can find me at www.spiritmediumdaniel.com. It's one long word, spiritmediumdaniel.com or they can find me on Facebook at Spirit Medium Daniel or on YouTube at Spirit Medium Daniel, or if they wanna watch my podcast, we have one, it's called uh, Beyond the Veil with Daniel Jackson, me, and that's uh, at www.beyond-the-veil.com. Uh, and we talk about spirituality, but we also talk about tarot cards and, and uh, UFOs and, uh, and government uh, control, and health and wellness, all that stuff. We cover everything because we want people. We want to try to bring some people truth because they need some truth in this world. Because we're not getting too much of it right now.
0: Yes.
1: So is it is uh, is it is your podcast on Apple, Google, and all those places or what? Yeah, it's on Apple, Google, Stitcher, uh, YouTube, uh, Spotify, all the big ones. Okay, awesome, awesome, awesome.
0: So, anywhere you want to find Daniel, you can find him. And I'm super excited and grateful that he has decided to come on my show today. This has been so amazing, so eye opening, and it was just fun. And I hope that you got a lot out of it um, because I did. So I'm just grateful for this time. I'm thanking him for his time coming on here and having this amazing, frank discussion. And I hope that you learned a lot in that when you are ready to connect with him, you can find him on all those places. And I'll have the details also in the description of the video or the audio as you, if you listen to it, or if you watch it on YouTube, I'll have the descriptions in the um, link and all the places that you can find him. So it will be easy for you to click on and connect. So again, thank you, Daniel, for uh, joining me today on Straight Out of Savannah, Talking With Tammy. And thank you, everyone, for watching and or listening to the show. So I hope that you guys have a wonderful rest of your day or whenever it is that you catch this. And Daniel, thank you so much for joining me with all of your amazing. thank you for having me so you're so welcome so bye now i know you've been blown away with the amazing valley here today now go out and inspire the planet and be sure to send us a message when you're ready to come talk about it i'm straight out of savannah talking with tammy